Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. On today's episode, we are speaking to Leslie Montanil. Leslie is in New York, so now we are driving to New York. Leslie is a relationship expert and matrimonial lawyer. She has published a book entitled The Cult of the Black Card, a divorce lawyer's tale of true love, lust, and lies. So my dear Leslie, welcome to the RV. Well, thank you, Lucia, for having me in your RV. This is very exciting for me to be a guest on your show. I'm very happy to have you here today. And I have so many questions for you. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. So, Leslie, you've, you are married yourself and have been married for 25 years, which is amazing. How did you guys meet? So, I met my husband, Joe, um, on a Sunday afternoon in New York City. I was heading out to meet some gal pals for a movie and for some reason I just decided to go into a record store which called The Wiz which no longer exists and look for this album that had just come out well a CD at that time we didn't really have albums then and you know when you feel like someone's looking at you and not, not in a bad way and I looked up and there was this really handsome guy like all the way across I was in the A's he was in the W's and I was like, wow, super cute. I'm like, I guess I'll just kind of make my way through the alphabet. And he waited. So when I got to the W's, he struck up a conversation with me and um, gave him a few minutes to chat. But at that point in my life, I was a big believer that like, you know, you got to either strike while the iron's hot or not. And I kind of was like, well, it was really nice chatting with you, but I'm going to get going. And he, he said, he thought to himself like, did I do something wrong? Uh -huh. But to his credit, he didn't take no for an answer. And uh, he saw I was heading toward the cash register and made his way over and um, asked if he could take me out, you know, and uh, like, he, if, or if he could have my number. And, and, and I was he said, it's very forward of me. I'm like, yeah, it's forward, but yeah, sure. So uh, we ended up exchanging numbers because mm -hmm. I, I didn't want to take his number. I, I wasn't going to call him, but we exchanged numbers, which for me, which maybe young women can understand today, however it works or young men or whatever, when someone gives you their number, they're letting you know they're available. So back in my day, when someone gave you their number, 
they were letting you know they weren't committed to somebody else. Because yeah. it was very common for a man to take your number but not give you his. Yes. So that was a good, that was a check. Um, and what did I know? It was in between sporting seasons, like baseball and football. So I guess after he did his laundry, he called me same day and said, you want to go out for a, a drink? Same day. I, same day. And I thought to myself, well, I don't play by any rules. Why not? Yeah. And I went. And the truth is for me, when I walked around the corner and he picked a place I'd never been to, for me, it was important that he would be waiting outside for me to bring me in, you know, because I had never been to this place. Mm -hmm. And there he was across the street waiting. And that was it. We were married from the day we, we met. Um, that's what I tell people. And this unbelievable friendship relationship began, love. And what I love the most is, and I'm this way myself, he meant what he said and he said what he meant. So when he said, I will call you tomorrow by 11, my phone rang by 11. And I had no doubt. I didn't even think twice about it. I just knew we were like-minded people. I mean, and we're, we're both lawyers. But so it gave us a lot to talk about, but I just knew we were similar. And I, I, I you just, it's a feeling you have. And I kind of tested him a little bit. I was, yeah. cause I had been in several relationships where, where the man would try and take over my life and take me away from my, my girlfriends or my gal pals, right? So he would ask me out and I'd be like, sorry, I got like an event and I, I won't be free until like 11 PM. He's like, no problem. I'll meet you. So he was in, all in. And that's really telling because it wasn't about him. And I guess he was willing to do what he needed to do to be with me. And that's a really big green light. And I, I, I think that in today's world, there's so many red lights we're looking at, so many red flags we're looking at that we forget to see the positive. You know, and I think for the younger generations, it's it's very difficult for them, you know, online pandemic, that you have to find a different way to find what resonates within you with the person you are meeting and not to compromise your values. Now, I don't mean we're talking about should we have sushi for dinner or, you know, or, or you know, go for French food where you make a compromise with your mate. I'm talking about the things that make you tick, like make you happy, like things that you know if you settle on eventually will make you dissatisfied. So anyway, so that's how I met my husband and this year we're celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary, which actually we met April 13th, 1997, which is tomorrow. So I actually consider that our anniversary. Oh, yeah. So we were married in August, got married four months later and kind of like the rest is history. However, and I'll say this, you know, when you're with someone for 25 years, it's not all up, you know, it's an ebb and a flow, a give and a take, a learning curve, learning how to step back, reevaluating yourself, 
your partner, your goals, your dreams, your wants, what you want for yourself alone, and what you want together. Yeah. And, you know, too often people look on the outside of what they see, but they don't know the work it took to get where you are. And that's in anything, whether it's your career, your love life, you know, your um, financial health, your well-being, whatever it is. That's why the book is called The Cult of the Black Card. It's about appearances and learning not to judge people from the outside, but really realizing that there's so much more behind the scenes, you know, and I feel in this world of um, social media and all this posting and this need for people to see this perfected life, it's quite a distortion of reality, yeah. you know, um, and especially, and, and, you know, millennials, the Gen Zers, you know, this is their world. And it's very hard for them to really realize there's more than what they see on the screen. Yeah. And I feel like um, I put my story out there because people too often look at me and they think, oh, wow, you know, lawyer, successful practice, husband, family. Wow, she's just got it all. But you don't know the work I put in and the road I traveled to get to this point in my life. And I wanted to share it. Because if I'm able to help one other person feel better about their choices and make a choice, an unpopular choice, whatever it is, for their own satisfaction, then I've done my job. Then I've succeeded. You know, I, I win. If you want to call it winning, and, and I'm using that very loosely, but then, then, then the book was all worth it. And Leslie... You've worked in matrimonial law for 30 years. Yeah. So why did you decide to practice this specific area? I didn't. It picked me. I was born and raised in New York, went to law school in New York, and I was fortunate enough to do an accelerated program. So I finished school mid-year as opposed to like in May or June. So I was able to take the licensing exam, which is called the bar exam here in, in New York, in February. Normally you take it in July. And so my parents said, why don't you go visit your cousins in California while you wait for your results? Because it takes a couple months, right? I said, okay. So out I went and I had great family out there. And I found out I passed the bar in April. So I was out there in March and I was out there about four or five weeks and I was so excited and I was going to come home and I had an uncle who had a, a, a little beach house in Malibu and he said, why are you going back to New York? Stay here. So I said, okay. So I said, why not? Because, you know, too often I feel like you don't understand when you are young and don't have responsibilities other than to yourself, if you have the ability to go on an adventure, do it. Because you can't do it when you're raising children. You know, do it. Try it out. What's the worst thing that could happen? It doesn't work out and you, you go home. I mean, 
what could happen? So the minute I found out I passed for the bar, I took my resumes, I picked out a couple of buildings I wanted to work in that wasn't too far from where I was going to be living by the beach. And um, I passed out my resumes. I introduced myself. Oh, I'm a New York lawyer, all excited. By the time I got home, I had six phone calls. I turned around, I went back, and I picked to work with this man that had a very amazing reputation as one of the best matrimonial lawyers in Southern California, but he was a sole practitioner. Now, I was naive and didn't realize probably part of that reason was is because he wasn't a people person and didn't get along with people very well. But my reasoning was I felt if I took this job, he would teach me everything. As opposed to like a big law firm, when you get into a big law firm, you know, you get assigned a piece of a case or you work in the library or you do research. This man was going to take me everywhere. I was getting the front row seat. Well, he was a matrimonial lawyer. And that's what I mean. It chose me. So I chose the situation. But the truth is, I loved it because I felt like we were helping people. I mean, you know, every client that came through the door was broken in some way, whether they were male or female, didn't matter. You know, whether there was um, emotional abuse, financial abuse, and I'm using the word abuse lightly. If there was obviously domestic violence, we weren't handling that. But there was deep dissatisfaction with one's own life, um, misusing the children against one another, and helping people untangle that horrible situation and see that there could be a light at the end of the tunnel made me feel good about myself that I was vested in helping others change their life for the better. You know, and look, divorce is an, an ugly state of mind. And if you can change your mindset, it does not have to be that way, but it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of hand-holding. It takes a lot of self-inventory. It takes a lot of desire to also accept the fact that when a relationship falls apart, more often than not, it's not about you. It's about your partner, but collectively you both contributed to the demise. You know, and maybe you didn't communicate you know, maybe you realized after you gave up your career and became the primary caregiver of your family that there wasn't a place for you in the career world without the support of your spouse and they no longer wanted to give you that support because they became accustomed to the way your life was now yeah. or at that moment. And there was unhappiness, you know, or Sometimes you have to look back to the beginning of the relationship and think, well, were those signs there to begin with that I ignored for a variety of reasons? I rushed into marriage. Maybe I thought I was old. Maybe I thought I needed to have a baby. You know, m maybe they were, you know, bedazzling me with, you know, jewels and trips and, and, you know, whatever it was. Or maybe it was the security of getting out of home. You know, a lot of people get married because they don't want to be at home anymore. Not a reason. Don't do that. Find a better way. Get a roommate. Get a job. Then leave. Don't get married for that reason. Because marriage is 
such an act of committed love to someone else that you have to be all in. And when you're all in, you have to feel really good about where you are in your life. Yeah, because I think some people think that getting married is getting freedom. No, it's not. I mean, for some people, it might be a freedom to not have to like date anymore, like out of that life. But it's 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 not the ticket to freedom. The ticket to freedom is your self worth and your abilities to stand on your own two feet and say, I can. I can. I have met so many young women who have said, have a separate bank account than my husband. I'm like, well, do you have one now? And they'll be like, yes. I'm like, well, then you should keep it. Because one day, which has happened in the United States multiple times when the market crashes, men lose their jobs or the primary, you know, supporter, the family loses their jobs. They're not always honest about the lack of the promotion or what's going on. People get knocks on the door for foreclosure and they didn't know that this was happening because the primary earner was too embarrassed to say and was keeping up appearances by using their credit cards to keep the life floating. And if you had had that little separate account, you could save your family. It doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong with it. And you have to question, if you come into a relationship as an individual, you know, I'm not talking straight out of college type of thing. I'm talking, you're working, you're earning, you're on a path, maybe you're going for an advanced degree, becoming a doctor or whatever. You, you already have your individuality. If a person wants you to give that up, you have to, you have to take a step back and figure out why that is. Very good. Because you could be stepping into a narcissistic trap. So I wanted to partner in life. I mean, Joe was not my first marriage proposal and I just didn't want to be a trophy. Even if I was a smart trophy, mm -hmm. um, I wanted someone who respected my abilities and would support my goals and dreams and jump into the abyss with me for better or for worse and take the ride and I for, and I for him so I had made up my mind after you know we all have relationships you know we think they're the one and then you know they break our heart or whatever but I had made up my mind that I wasn't going to settle for that I wanted someone to bring me happiness in my heart make me laugh and I wanted somebody who was enlightened enough to evolve with me as life went on. And, you know, you have to have a couple of relationships, I feel like, in order to recognize that person when they walk in to your life. Um, and look, some people are fortunate enough that maybe they meet that one right, right away. Um, but more often than not, if you're very, very young, um, you're going to find 10 years in that maybe you jumped in too soon and hopefully you can work through it. Plenty of people can, um, you know, you just have to work at it. I mean, I always say, why are we give our, we give our friends so much leeway, right? You give your bestie like so much leeway 
but not your partner in life? Isn't your partner in life your number one bestie? I mean, that's how I look at it. So they're not perfect. I'm not, I'm far from perfect. <laughs> you know, my husband, when my husband proposed to me, I said, are you sure about this? Cause you know, you don't really know me and I'm very difficult and I'm very demanding. He looked at me like, are you crazy? I'm like, no, no, I'm serious. Like, are you sure? So, because what I didn't say is we had, he had a friend who met his wife very similar to how we met and they got married the month before us. They eloped to Las Vegas and on the night they were leaving, we went out to dinner with them. And when we got back from dinner, we were then living together already. Um, Joe's like, let's do it. Let's get married. I'm like, listen, I'm like, you're just like excited because our friends are getting married. Like, I'm like, you don't really know me. I'm like, I'll give you 24 hours to think about it. <laughs> I said, I'll give you 24 hours. I said, if you're still good with it in 24 hours, I'm in. So obviously here we are 25 years later. Um, you know, you have to take a chance on yourself. And I, I think that if you live in fear of being hurt, then, then you're also living in fear of being truly loved. Um, you know, uh, heartache comes in all forms. You know, it, it could be that you don't go on a second date with someone and you're so sensitive and like, you can't take that. It, it could be the loss of a job and your significant other isn't supportive. You know, there's loss in all forms. It's how you decide to deal with that loss and what you do with those feelings that matter. Because at the end of the day, you can only control yourself and how you behave. You cannot control another human being and you cannot change them. This is very, very important to understand. Now, when I say that, I also want to say that when you meet people, they come with a certain set of ideas and values. And you may be like 90% like-minded. If you put the work in, the process of coming together and becoming a strong team takes time. You know, you, you can't cram it down someone else's throat that what you think they're doing is not right or, you know, or there's a better way. You have to show them and you have to be willing to stick it out. Um, I, I can say from my own experience, um, you know, we're both lawyers, so the arguments in our house are quite interesting. <laughs> they could be interesting, right? But even though we come from difference, difference of opinion, because we do have different, different opinions on a lot of things. Ultimately, ultimately, we both end up on the same page and we come together and formulate a plan to, you know, move on to our next, you know, succession or resolve a problem or how we deal with our family. And we always really do land on the same page, but that's because we allow each other to express our differences. And we hear each other and we acknowledge that, you know what, maybe what he's saying isn't so wrong. Like, you know, I, I need to hear more of that. And let me think about that for a while. Cause I, I'm, I can't be a hundred percent right. Right. Can't be a hundred percent right all the time. So I think it's so important 
again, I'll go back to your best friend. When your best friend says something to you, you listen. You don't always agree with them, but you listen and you hear them and you value them. You got to value your partner. You know, mm -hmm. they're not there for you to beat up on and vice versa. You're there to build each other up. Mm -hmm. You were talking about changing and what do you think is the most common mistake people make when it comes to being in a relationship? I think the most, the most common mistake is one, thinking you can change your partner to be the way you want them to be. Two, having that expectation that if they don't do it your way, well, it's the highway. Without you somehow not meeting them in the middle, right? Maybe you have to change your thinking because you can't change theirs. So I feel like there's unex, you know, these unrealistic sometimes expectations of thinking that it's going to be this way or no way. You know, um, the all or nothing kind of approach. And that'll leave you very uh, depressed. Um, and it will always leave you disappointed. You know, you know, there are people that you have met that always seem angry under the surface. Um, they're always disappointed. It's because they only see the world from their perch. And if you don't sit on their perch, somehow you're wrong. But really, they're really unhappy. And they might even be fearful of change. So they want it their way. You know, so it's easier. You, you do it my way, because if I have to change and do it your way, you like, they're afraid. What if it doesn't work out? Well, if it doesn't work out, it wasn't meant to be. You know, I mean, I know these are, this could be like a cliche, but you know, you, you do end up where you're supposed to, even if you take the road less traveled or a different road, whatever road you get there. And that's even true in relationships. You have a choice. Do you want your relationship to work out or don't you? But if you've waited five years to make that decision and there's all this animosity between you and your partner and all this, you know, stuff bubbling under the surface and who knows, they may have met someone else. Like, you know, time can be good and time could be bad, <laughs> depending on how you use your time. Um, yeah. And I always say this to people, like, if you meet somebody who has proven they are not a committed person. I don't want to use the word cheating because, right? you know, when you're young and you're dating, maybe you don't define, you know, what your relationship is and, and maybe you're dating a variety of people at that time. But when you have reached a certain point in a relationship before marriage and you're technically in a monogamous committed relationship without saying I do, if you're with somebody that's already exhibited the fact that they can't stay in that committed relationship, marriage is not going to change them. So walk away. 
walk away. Because if you go down the aisle, if you force the issue because you think you're going to change that person, you're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. And I believe in setting people up for success and happiness because that's what love is about. So all this... All these stories in my book, it's not just about, obviously, divorce. It's about how divorce impacted my life, the people I met, their stories, their heartache, their successes. And it's about my life and my road and how I got to where I got. So it's a book about perseverance and joy and hope and love. And no, I'm not jaded because people get divorced. Not everybody's meant to be together from the day they get together till the end of time. Some relationships are meant to be for a season. You take good from that and bring it to the next place. Don't take something that was beautiful and make it bad because it ended. Some relationships have a beginning, middle, and end, and some are just meant to go on and on and on. So take the positive from everything Mm. you've ever had in your life. Push away the negative. Don't forget it because you want to remember the flags and the signs that you ignored the first time or second time or sometimes the third time around Mm -hmm. and use that to your advantage. And if you have a dream in mind, something for your life, well, it doesn't always work out the first time or the second. I don't believe in no. I just find another road. I just take another path. And you have to get rid of the toxic, the naysayers, and move them out of your way. Just move them out of your way. Keep on going. You know what's good for you. I agree totally. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. And I know this is very common, but there is a big difference between wanting to change someone and inspiring each other to improve yourself, which is a tough lesson to learn. But as you were saying, we need to try also to be our best version. Always. Leslie, why did you decide to write this book? So I've been writing since I'm a kid. I just always wrote, whether it was creative stories or poetry and, you know, went to school. I started writing again in like 2010. You know, I became a mother. You know, you you, you pick things up, you put them down. Um, and I was writing in 2010 um, and I was writing for years, but deciding to actually put the book out and do a book. 
um, a couple of factors you have to understand, uh, and anyone should understand about anything when you put something out there, is one, you have to accept the fact that not everyone is going to like you, and that's okay. There are always going to be negative and haters, and that's okay. But what I realized was if I didn't share my stories, then I couldn't help others the way I wanted to because what they see isn't everything on how I got to where I am and that I had my own struggles, my own obstacles, my own challenges, and how I overcame them throughout my life and my career to bring me to this point. You have to share your personal struggles to help other people realize what they're going through. They're not alone. And that you can get where you want to go. You can succeed in love, life, career, whatever it is, if you want to. I mean, the sad factor is what made me actually sit down and write the book was um, one of my best friend's son was tragically killed in January of 2020. And I write about it in the book. And it, it really made me take stock. Even though I know tomorrow's not promised, it really made me sit down and say, well, if I don't do this book now, when am I going to do it? I'm doing it now. I'm putting it out now because this has been a goal of mine for a long time. And, you know, I was like finding reasons not to do it. And then tragedy struck and I was like, you know what? Can't think of a better time to, you know, just put it out there and share it and have people share it with their friends. And hopefully, you know, maybe it'll be shared around the world and people will resonate with it and email me and tell me their thoughts and their stories. I mean, I've had people email me from really all over telling me, you know, um, it, it made me feel angry about divorce or I identified with you as being adopted. Um, you know, um, I met the love of my life, like all the stories and, and especially people who went through divorce, like it picks them up. I mean, when people come to my office, I tell them life is not going to be like this in three years. It's not great now, but let's talk about what you want. So by the time this process is over, you're in your plan. You're already moving toward your future, your happiness, your success, your desires. It works. It works if you work it. You don't have to live in that dark, shadowy place. And don't hold yourself up to anyone else. Turn off the phone. Stop looking at the neighbor, your friend, this and that. Because what you see, my friends, is not what you get, you know? I don't want to give it, like, all away, but very often in the area I live, um, we're surrounded by, you know, what appears to be a lot of wealth. And I'm not saying that there isn't wealth, mm -hmm. but a lot of these, primarily for, in my practice, were women who gave up for themselves, you know, are in these marriages a long time. They look the part. They smell great. They drive a fancy car, but they can't write a check. They can't leave. Like being in a prison. It is a prison, a very fancy prison. Controlled by credit cards 
and clothing and jewelry and appearances, but not truth and not happiness. And it's more often than you think. I feel that um, the millennial generation and the younger generation has a better handle on wanting to um, build a world for themselves, but maybe a little too much. Because they also don't want to get married either. <laughs> they don't want anything to do with that, you know. Um, so hopefully maybe they can see through also reading my book that they can have, they can have it all, but what is all is what's all to the individual, yeah. you know? And Leslie, where can we find your book and find you? Sure. No, you can find the cult of the black card on Amazon very easily and I would love it if people would read it and send me emails you can visit me on my website at askleslethelawyer.com mm -hmm. I'm also on Instagram at askleslethelawyer with a uh, uh, I don't know what the lower slash is in between the askleslie mm -hmm. not the hyphen um, the underscore the lawyer you can you know Email me at lesliedasslesliethelawyer.com and uh, learn a lot about me and my law practice also here in New York, which, you know, I'm kind of limited to. Um, even though I'm licensed in California, I don't actively practice there because I live in New York. Mm -hmm. um, but there's so much free advice on my website, seriously. Like, I've written tons of articles about love, relationships, dating, you know, finding the perfect partner or actually the myth of the perfect partner um you know just how to better yourself and realize you're enough um and lots of free advice on what you need to think about before ending your marriage before knocking on a divorce lawyer's door like in brief do you know the passwords to the accounts all the accounts because you see, some, some people don't even pay the bills. They don't even know what their mortgage costs or what their cell phone costs. And they don't even know how to log on. So I give a lot of tips. And, and I think I give you a lot of food for thought. Mm -hmm. You know, my theory is, is before you jump ship, have a plan. Figure out what your moves are and act from a position of strength not weakness. And that might take you a little longer, but at the end of the day, it will save you a lot of heartache and emotional trauma. And it'll probably save you a lot of money because you'll have put a plan in place. Yeah, and yeah. your book can even help this too. Not married. 100%. You know, I, I talk to unmarried people all the time that are in long-term relationships and are thinking about getting married and what their options are. You know, getting married doesn't mean you have to give up everything that made you who you were. What do you think the person fell in love with in the first place? You, you the individual, you know, you didn't come attached to that person. So I would love to hear from your listeners and you. Yes. I am definitely going to read your book. I will refer your book to my friends. And Leslie, you'll be featured on our 
blog as well. So Thank people, you. Yes, find you easily. And I, I just want to congratulate you for this work you're doing for so many years. Uh, yeah. And that John and you can live forever together. But I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, because I'm too old to start over. So I'm done. But thanks, Lucia. I've, I really appreciate you having me in your uh, RV today and on the road. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.